Hello there. This is the Crunchy Christian Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I am a master herbalist, aromatherapist, author, speaker, blogger, and veteran homeschooling mama of four. You can learn more about how I can equip you to pursue God's best naturally at my website, julienaturally.com. And now, today's show. Hey everybody, it's Julie. I'm so glad that you've joined me today on the Crunchy Christian Podcast, where we have fun talking about green growing things and crunchy living. Um, Today, we are going to talk about square foot gardening. Before we start, I just want to give out a special thanks to julienaturally.com for sponsoring today's show. You can get her healthy living tracker by going to the website and clicking on holistic health and it will be right there. Just click on that and uh, you can get it. So let's get going on or square foot gardening. So we're just going to talk a little bit about some basic tips. There's so much more to talk about with this topic, but um, I just want to give you the basic background about it today. You can check out some more information and other resources in the show notes at crunchychristianpodcast.com. So first of all, what is square foot gardening? You've probably heard that term before, square foot gardening. It's, it's a popular way of gardening, but what does that mean exactly? So square foot gardening is a method of gardening where instead of planting in rows, like we usually think of gardening, you know, you put your seeds all lined up in a row and maybe you even use a little uh, tape, like you put all the carrot seeds on the tape or they come that way or use one of these little tools that lets one seat out at a time along your row, or maybe you just toss some out on the ground. Rather than doing that, you plant them very intentionally in small little plots that are one square foot. Think about a checkerboard or a tic-tac-toe board, and that will give you an idea of what that looks like. It's very organized, and you mark out square feet, literally. And then you plant your vegetables and flowers and herbs and things according to that. So it's very organized. Um, The reason why you might like to do this is that it's easier to access the plants because you um, you can create rows of gravel or Uh, just peat or those nice garden stones as as one of the square feet in between your plots so that you can access everything. Some people even do it as raised beds in these square patterns so that you can just walk all around the whole thing and you can access all the plants without stepping on the soil. Because trampling on the soil and stomping it all down, it can suffocate the plants and make it hard, harder for them to grow. We don't want to step on our garden soil. So that helps with that. And the other thing with it is that there are no wasted seeds and there's no thinning. 
you know, when you just throw the seed out or you plant rows like we usually think of, the advice is that you plant a lot and you get that seed packet that has 200 seeds or 400 seeds or some really, really grand number of seeds. And we just sprinkle a whole bunch of them out there, even though we know we're not going to harvest all of those plants that may pop up. And we have to go back and pull some of them up so that the rest of them can have room to grow. Well, in a square foot system, every seed is planted intentionally. So there are no wasted plants, wasted seeds. Because I don't know about you, but I have a really hard time thinning out all those little plants that are just getting going. It just breaks my heart. It's like, oh, I have to kill all these plants. That just seems like such a waste to me. And you can save the seeds from year to year. And instead of throwing them all out there at once or a whole bunch of them out there and then having to pull some of them up and throw them out, it's, it's just such a shame. But with the square foot system, you don't have to do that. Every seed is planted intentionally. Every seed um, is there and you don't have to thin out anything. So those are some great reasons to try it. Um, it is a superior system. I genuinely feel that it's much better than using the long rows. The long rows are kind of an adaptation from agriculture because that's how large farms plant seeds, of course, long rows, because there's machinery to go down and harvest everything. But a small backyard gardener just really doesn't have those kind of tools available. And most work has to be done by hand. And it's, it's hard going when everything's in rows like that. But when it's in a square, that makes it easier. It definitely makes it easier. And it reduces waste, not just of seeds, but of food. Because when everything's in rows and you can't get to the different vegetable plants that are growing, sometimes we just kind of put off harvesting. We grow too much food because we can't bear to thin out the plants. Or even if we do thin out the plants, there is a tendency to plant too much. And then we have far too many vegetables. We don't harvest them all. Or if we do try to harvest them all, we have to give some away. And there's nothing wrong about that. But it, some of it really does end up getting wasted. You know, even, in, even among agriculture, there's a huge amount of food that is wasted. Did you know that in the U.S., about 30 percent of our food is just thrown away? And it, it's sad. So this kind of system really helps um, us backyard gardeners to not waste food and not waste seeds. And it just takes less work. Um, the, because of the way that the seeds are planted, the plants have the optimal growing conditions. They have plenty of room to grow properly and they get the correct amount of sun, 
and there are fewer weeds. And because the ground isn't all trampled on and hardened down, it's easier to pull the weeds that do appear. Um, it's also easier to rotate crops, so to speak. So say I am able to pull up all of the beets that I started growing in spring. Then I can put something else in there. There's a quick growing vegetable for the summer in that same plot because I have a defined space to put those plants in and I know exactly how many to put in and they are able to grow there and I don't have to try and find some space in between rows and all of that. I, I have a defined space and I can just put something in there. And then when those are ready to harvest at the end of the summer, then I can plant something else in there that grows best in the cool fall weather. And that helps with, the, as I said, the crop rotation and as I was just describing, the success succession planting, planting one thing after another, um, and just makes better use of the space that you have to grow the maximum amount of food that you need to grow, but yet it gives you a chance to be able to eat it all or to preserve it before it goes bad or the vegetables grow too large that they lack flavor and are kind of woody which can happen with some, some of the vegetables like green beans. If you let them grow too long, the seeds get big and they're, they're like eating dried pods instead of those nice, crisp, um, juicy, uh, smaller green beans. And the same thing happens with zucchinis. So we want to um, do that to be able to successfully grow other things in the same space in an organized fashion. So how much space do you need to be able to use this method? Well, because it's square feet, like a checkerboard, like I said, think about the checkerboard and how you can cut it up into different squares. Uh, you can cut it into four squares, you can cut it into 16 squares, you can cut it into a number of different sized squares that you can distribute throughout your yard in various ways. And you can even make rows of squares if you choose, like say you have um, uh, 16 columns with only two rows. So you have a, a two by 16 a block of squares, you could do that. You can have an eight by eight block of squares. So you can adapt it to fit any size yard, but do keep in mind that the square foot gardening method is for outdoor gardening. Doesn't work for indoor gardening, um, but you can apply some of the principles to growing things in pots. So you can keep that in mind uh, as we get to that type of growing in a later episode, but uh, it, it, it is very adaptable. So you don't have to have lots of room to grow things or lots of spaces for squares. So I know of a friend of mine who grows plenty of vegetables in an eight by eight foot square. That is not a very big space, eight by eight feet. 
and she puts trellises along the back row so that she can grow um, zucchinis and green beans and tomato plants and train them to go up the trellis instead of getting really big into other spaces. So it is possible to use it in that purpose. And as I mentioned, um, you can split the spaces up. So you can have one, one garden space maybe next to your house, another space maybe next to your garden or further back in your yard. Some people, because this can be such an attractive way of gardening, some people even do it in their front yard. And um, if you do it as raised beds, um, where they're at maybe knee or waist height, it can be a really attractive way to take over your lawn and not have to mow, which can be really appealing too. Um, so how do you get started with this? How do you set it up? So the first thing after you've decided on your spaces, and of course you have to think about what vegetables you want to grow and um, on the show notes, we do have a link to how you can get a printable that will help you see how many plants you can put per square. As I mentioned, some, some vegetables, you can only put one plant in the square. Other vegetables, you can put lots of plants in one square. Onions are one of those. Um, so you can get a printable that will help you to plan that out. So how do you set it up? So there are, there are two main ways that I have seen, and one of them we've done in my own yard, and that is that it's, it's very easy, but, and setting it up depend, depends on how permanent you want your garden to be. So we did ours using twine and some stakes, and I marked out the feet in both directions and crisscrossed like a checkerboard with my stakes and my twine. And I did it that way because I wasn't sure if we were going to do that same method the following year. And I also didn't know how it was going to work out. I wanted to make sure that it was going to be a method we would use again before I did anything permanent. So a more permanent solution would be to mark it out with wood planks. So you can do, you know, the thinner kind of craft sticks, not those super skinny kind, you know, but the, the tongue depressor size, you know, except long, sort of like um, two by fours or something like that. You could use two by fours and um, mark out your squares that way. You can also build them up like a raised bed in the same fashion. And it does take a lot of work initially. Uh, some people have adapted boxes and other types of pre-built wood um, squares to put their garden in. You can use old drawers, for example, from dressers and things that you're not using anymore. Or when um, you can get to a thrift store, you can do the same thing. That might be cheaper for you than purchasing uh, wood planks from the hardware store. So that's another way to set it up. And it you do have to mark it out 
rather than just kind of eyeballing it. Because if you don't, then you lose some of the advantages that I had already shared about knowing the defined space for replanting new crops and such. Well, that's all I have to share today about the square foot gardening. Um, those are just the bare basics. There's so much more to share. You can find some additional resources on the show notes at crunchychristianpodcast.com. And you can also get that printable I mentioned that will help you plan out your vegetables for each square. And you can find me on Facebook at Julie Naturally. And don't forget to get your healthy habits tracker from julienaturally.com. Bye for now. We'll see you next week when we talk more about gardening. See you then. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Show notes for today's broadcast can be found at crunchychristianpodcast.com. Hit the subscribe button now so you can join me next week. Until then, remember all you need is God, people, and growing things. God bless. God bless.